Hey everybody, you hear that? Sounds like tea time. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Keeping it real and never fake right here on the kitchen island talk Dishing the tea with Lady V, BJ, Cheryl T, we forever styling Real talk about real issues, if you don't like it then go get a tissue Walking talking like a diva should do. wouldn't choose another sisterhood too Island talk, island talk Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk Right here on the kitchen island talk and we are back at the island, and this is your girl, Benita. Cheryl T is in the house. And this is BJ. I'm with you. And it's Ashley. We are so happy. We're glad you're with us. It's always good to be back at the island. Yeah. Drinking some tea with us. Water. Yes. What kind of tea? Water. <laughs> what kind of tea? Yeah. Flavored? Of course. Oh, good. <laughs> Ashley's going to give us some insight. She's going to dish the tea today. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What's been going on, y'all? <laughs> everybody is now having conferences in corporate America. So everybody is now opening up and going to all of these events and now you got to be dressed for corporate. So guess what? For three years, I've been wearing stretchy clothes. I've been wearing sweatpants and yoga pants, and I did not have any corporate clothes. So I'm out at the last minute shopping, trying to find something to wear for all of these corporate events that I now have to attend. Not complaining, just explaining. Well, man, oh my goodness. It took me a minute because, I, you know, y'all, I slimmed down just a little bit. So it took me a minute to find what I needed that fit my figure just so, so I wouldn't look too hoochie out there, you know, with the corporate people. And I wouldn't look too old fashioned out there with the corporate people. I had to find some right in the middle. So I did find some really nice clothes at dealers. And y'all know K&G got some really nice suits for women. Yes, they do. Yeah. I go there sometimes. I used to go for the petites for my mom. But they stopped carrying petites, but they have really nice suits. Um, like they'll do the Ann Klein, Calvin Klein, some other. I got some Tahari. They have yes, Tahari a there. A lot of Tahari. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, current. They're not like yep. old and out of style. They're current and they have a great, great assortment. You're right, Cheryl. So you had fun. You I did. It took me a couple of days and taking things back and forth, but I, I found my wardrobe and finally got to, to Orlando where I needed to go. My luggage on the way there was 53 pounds. <laughs> Don't bring up and luggage. The, we have stories on you. And on the way back, they were it was 55 pounds. I, you know, thank God they let me go ahead and put it on without charging me extra. You were smiling at everybody and saying, yes, ma'am, no, sir. I sure was. I surely was. But thank God they did. Because, you know, they charge you a lot extra when you your bag is maybe one or two pounds over. Normally, it's about mm -hmm. 60, 60 to $70 if your luggage is overweight. That's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Airlines are all overweight. COVID money. Money coming. Yeah. Airlines yeah. in general are insane right now. Mm -hmm. Like... Tickets are so expensive. Yes. So I have to go to Fargo, not Fargo, but Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 
mm. for a wedding for a friend. When is that? And it's going to be at the end of July. Oh, thank you. And goodness. I had to buy the tickets. It's like $528 round trip for yeah. me to go for two days to Sioux Falls. And that's with my husband. And we got to buy a hotel and we got to rent a car. So you're looking at a nice little piece of pen, a change. I said, ooh, can I watch this wedding on Zoom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wouldn't do my friend like that. I got to be there for her and her son. So we went ahead and bit the bullet. But it's expensive, actually. Just like you said, it's just so expensive mm-hmm. to travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My friend, uh, Christy, is getting married. And so I her w- wedding is in Vegas. Ooh. So- she lives in Vegas, so she's not. It's not a destination wedding, but um, I got to get my plane ticket for that. I haven't done that yet. So I'm when gonna... is it? What's the wedding? It's September twenty third. Oh, okay, right. You got some time. Yes. I'm just gonna let you know that it, there's gonna be a major event out in Vegas. I think close around that time, and mm-hmm. IBM is sending all of their technical people from around the world there. So mm-hmm. you might want to get your ticket sooner oh, than yeah. later. Yeah, I'm hoping to get it next month. Because this okay. month, and in a couple of weeks, I'm throwing her a bridal shower. Oh, so you have a lot of travel in to yeah. do all well, of this. the bridal showers here. At oh, that's good. Casa de Mitchell. Oh, well, then you all have that covered. <laughs> Which is great. Um, yeah. But I'm just so busy with, like, decor and food and all of this stuff. So I can't even think about, like, buying plane tickets. Yeah. yeah. But you, you'll have. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So you're the maid of honor, so you got to do it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is expensive. Yes, it is. Like That's when you start asking for sponsorship. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. No, Not it's... donations, but you want to sponsor this wedding, <laughs> you know, or do you want to sponsor the hors d'oeuvres for the bridal shower? Or would you like to sponsor the drinks for the bridal shower? Or would you like to sponsor the entertainment for the bridal shower? That's when you start soliciting sponsors. Mm. It's just like a quinceanera. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have sponsors. Yes. Trust me, my nieces and nephews, when they got married, they were sponsoring. Who want to do the cake? Can I sponsor somebody to do the photo booth? Can I sponsor somebody to do the DJ? Can I sponsor, can somebody sponsor the you know, the food. So mm-hmm. everybody in the family sponsored something different and it was it took the pressure off the couple. That's awesome. That's just love and it's mm-hmm. a good way to share in the event and the happiness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can just get through these next two weeks. It'll all be good. You got it. You got it. Let you us know it. if you need you know, any help. If you need any helpers, okay. we're here to help you. You heard yeah, them yeah. both say it at the same time. And yeah. You listen. <laughs> no. For real. She knows that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you all, I didn't do a whole lot, but I celebrated Mother's Day and I was so happy I was able to make a nice meal for my mom. What'd you make? What'd you make? Lamb chops. <laughs> I can't cook very many things, so I have to cook what I know. <laughs> I almost messed those up. But lamb chops and the fixings to go with it. And then my friend Brenda's husband uh, made a rum cake for mom, and he brought that over. So it was like, ooh, ooh, and it was rummed up. It was good. Oh, wow. He made a rum cake, and we just had a good time. But you know what? I'm thinking about church and Mother's Day. You know how you usually have these, just like Easter, you have speeches and everything. But I was so 
happy for the youth of our church. And I just have to say, it was something hearing them sing the temp song, My Girl, but they sang it as my mom. And they even had the dance moves to go with it, you all. So I know you all saw it, but it was just awesome to me that they would be able to put the dance moves and the steps together. So that's what I I've been doing. And then personally, for my own sanity, you all. I took some days. I haven't done this, I know, in a couple of years. I took a couple of days and I just did absolutely nothing. The first day I felt, the first hour or two, I felt kind of guilty. But then after that, it was cool. I just laid around. I ate. I made sure my mother was taken care of. I told everybody else, you know, look in the refrigerator, get some leftovers. If you got hot dogs or fish sticks in there, get that. I did absolutely nothing. And afterwards, I was like rejuvenated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we need a break. Didn't it feel so good just to not have a to-do list running through your head? You know? Yes. I didn't even go and get in the car and go anywhere. I just make do with what we have here. That's it. And I bet. And that was awesome, wasn't it? Yes, it was. You you should do it more often, Beverly. You should do it more often. You have to take care of yourself. I agree. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. It's hard to. Well, what about you? What about who? You. Yeah, you. Why oh, you? you? I I've been chilling, just still trying to heal from this foot surgery, and still going to therapy, and enjoying my daughter being home for a month almost. And you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just enjoying life. I really am. Uh, uh, no. You know what I say? Live life like it's golden. Like it's golden, Jill Scott. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Joke Scott concert since the last time I was on the island. Okay, that you bought me. <laughs> oh, tell us about the Jill Cos- Jill Scott concert. Yeah. It was really, really good. She did her entire first album. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. And, and then she added a couple of like um, the "Living Their Life Like It's Golden" and um, "Hate on Me." We oh. did those from the other albums, but everything else was from her first album. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really good. And did you have good seats? I did. I was very, <laughs> very close. I was very close, and I bought myself a sweatshirt and a t-shirt. And a, your ticket came with a poster that came in the mail. Poster, which I haven't seen yet. It's sitting right there. Oh, nice. Nice. And like a little VIP, like, lanyard pass. Ooh, VIP. Ooh, mom went all out. Uh-huh. It was it was I, really nice. I yeah. guess you um, should have with all of that wonderful caregiving that you gave to her. Exactly. That was the least she could do to, you mm, know, mm. hook up Ashley. Because you were beyond Florence Nightingale. Oh my gosh. And I know she was a rough patient too, but mm. ooh, Ashley, we so worrisome. So we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> It's Vanita. Listen, we would love to hear from you with feedback. Let us know if we have been a help in making your day a little bit brighter. We want to make a difference one episode at a time. So check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And as a bonus, we are now on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to our channel. We can personally be reached at kitchenislandtea at gmail.com and would love to hear from you with topic and guest suggestions. 
So in the meantime, continue listening to this episode and take care of yourself. Ciao. island ladies and it is may and there's a lot going on in may it is arthritis awareness month it is also women's health month and it also is mental health awareness month and i'll just say a little bit about arthritis because i do have arthritis in both feet and ankles and it's a painful disease and it's Arthritis means inflammation of the joints. There's a lot of symptoms, but one of the main symptoms that affects me is when you sit for a while or lay, it's painful to get back up and start moving. It's almost like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz where he needs to be oiled to keep moving. Your joints need the lubricant to keep moving. And when you're just dormant and just sitting, there's no lubrication, there's no movement. So they kind of lock up and stiffen up. And so sometimes when I get up in the morning, I'm walking like the tin man. <laughs> you are the tin man. Oil. The tin woman. <laughs> the tin woman, yes. So arthritis is a very serious thing. I know for you, Beverly, I think you have told me that it affects your hands. My and- hands are just the joints. I have big knuckles, but it's because the bone is distorted and uh, it's like the bone has grown, but it's also painful to bend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it messes with your dexterity. And then on top of that, I have Renards. So it can't take, my hands can't take hot or cold, but the room, the arthritis makes it worse. Right. Right. So So, you have the feet, I have the hands. Yeah. So what kind of medication or what do you do to calm the symptoms? Well, I take a um, over-the-counter medication that helps keep everything lubricated because Think about it when you're laying, you know, mm-hmm. sleeping all night, everything is nothing's moving. I mean, you're just everything locks up. Locks so up. With this medication, which is congroitin, glucosamine congroitin, is mm-hmm. what I take over the counter. I take triple strength and I see the difference. I can get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. walking stiff. I'm, okay. It's a fluid method. I mean, fluid walking that I can do. So for those, I mean, some people need more than over the counter. And so Mm -hmm. for those of you out there that are suffering from arthritis, or you don't know why that you are, your joints are locked and you need to go tested, you need to go get x-rayed and they'll Mm -hmm. be able to tell you, you know, if you have arthritis or not, but see, I have it in my feet and ankles and that's why I, you know, I have to do it. Otherwise I can't walk. It's painful. So, and wow. you know, I like I used to work for a rheumatologist and she taught she treated arthritic patients. And so there are different kinds of arthritis, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. So and it may bother you in different ways. Like I really deal with the pain more than the stiffness. Okay. So like my knees hurt and my hands actually hurt. <laughs> but I um I've had the over-the-counter like the needed, but I've also try to eat the foods that help relieve the inflammation and pain. Mm -hmm. So like I drink, like some people drink cranberry juice. I drink tart cherry juice. Mm -hmm. And then if you eat garlic, 
Garlic is helpful for inflammation. And if I take a handful of walnuts, like mm -hmm. in, in the day, or a handful of almonds, and that helps. Mm -hmm. And then if you eat seafood like salmon and tuna, that'll help with the inflammation. Yeah. Mm. So everybody has to be a little different. And then, you know, some people have what they call fibromyalgia, but that's a form of arthritis and other issues, but it's bone and tissue disease. Right. And so all those foods kind of help that. Right. So, and then if you're able, and if you're not in too bad of a shape, exercise helps too. If you can, like I flex my fingers and hands and squeeze a ball. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, it's all about keeping the joints lubricated, keep them moving. I mean, I know mm. you have to sit and sleep and do all those things. <laughs> and the medication comes into play. But when you have arthritis, you have to keep moving, you know? So that's just, that's just a little tidbit on arthritis. <laughs> so, um, and it's also Women's Health Month. Um, Beverly, yeah. I know you wanted to say a couple of things about that. Yes. Uh, first of all, I want to say to every woman listening, take care of yourself. That's the first thing. And we're all looking at Ashley. I'm just putting her business all out there. She had her physical and found out she had a couple of things she needs to deal with. And so my message to her, our co-host for today is take care of yourself. So I told, I shared with everyone earlier that I took some keep my sanity days. So that might be it. Get enough rest. You need to rest. Uh, if you don't get enough rest, your body is crying for it and, and behaving differently because you didn't get enough rest. Drink water. We don't have to worry about that with, with Diva Mitchell because she will drink your water if you're not careful. <laughs> don't sit with next ice. to her at a bed with, with ice. A lot with of ice. Ice right, to, right. to the brim. But... Ladies, take care of yourself. Your health is important. And um, a lot of people put things off. Don't put it off. Like right now, I was due for my mammogram. And so I'm, I'm reminding myself I need to make the appointment and not put it off. And so don't put anything off and take care of yourself. I bet you all have some tips, too. Yes, those are great tips. Do you have anything else? Ash, what about you? Knowing that you've gotten all these different things that you've got to address now. Mm -hmm. um, what are you thinking about women's health? And it's a wake up call, right? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, wish I would've gotten a physical earlier. Like I hadn't had a physical, like I would do spot treatments. Like, oh, you know, I would definitely go to the gynecologist like when I was supposed to go to the dentist when I was supposed to. And then everything else, it's like, oh, if my knee is hurting me, I'll go see about my knee. But I yeah. do like a general physical. And so, you know, I wish I would have done it earlier. Maybe some things I could have prevented from happening. Um, but everything that I've been diagnosed with is treatable, which is great. Yay! I'm glad that I went. And so it is definitely important for everybody to get your annual physical and get checked out and just make sure everything is working okay and and most of the stuff like if it's fixable it's usually just a pill or diet and exercise it's nothing that's like crazy so you know it's definitely worth it to go and get yourself checked out you know it's so 
so important to get your blood work done when you go to these yeah. physicals because your blood tells almost everything about what's going on in your body. Your blood has so many different codes and signals that expresses whether you have high high blood pressure, whether you have diabetes, uh, you know, it can tell you so many different things about oh, what's going right. on. Yeah. If you're so, does urine. so does urine. Yes. If mm. you're deficient in any type of vitamins, whether it's D, whether it's E, whether it's C, it, it will be, it will tell you your blood work and also your urine samples will tell you that. So when you get a physical, don't just get uh, where you're breathing in and out and they listen into your chest and they take your weight and tell you your BMI. Get your blood work done. Uh, make sure they let you go and pee in a cup and get all the stuff analyzed so you know exactly what's going on with your body so you can be more preventative uh, versus waiting till something happened. And then you have to go back and try and fix it. And ask questions. And if you don't understand something, because doctors will gloss over even if it's pretty serious. So you must ask questions. If you don't understand, say, look, I don't understand that. Go over that again. Uh, I used to wouldn't do that. And now I'm like everything. Let's go down the list of my blood work and let's talk about this. I'm in the range, but I'm one point below, you know, so what is that? What do I have to do to get it back in the middle or get at a better number? So I actually go to my doctor's appointments with an actual list. Yes, that's what I was just about to say. And I'll say, okay, I have a list and this is what I, I'm going to ask you about. And I go down the list now. And I, I I didn't used to do that. But now that I'm older, for one thing, I do it because I forget. And then I leave the doctor. It's like, dang, I didn't ask him that. So now I do a list and I ask. And, and I'm not sure, but I think you can actually, you know, ask your doctor if it can be, the conversation can be recorded. Because sometimes oh, I do I that forget. all the time. I do that so all the time. So if you can record yeah. the conversation, oh, yeah. then you can listen That's to it again good. and remember because a lot of times they're pronouncing different, um, you know, diseases, different information, different medication, and you're kind of hearing it, but you're in the midst of trying to figure out process what he just told you. And so you're not really gathering all of it. So it's great if you can just record it and go back and listen to it, then you can do your own proper research. Yes. And I have started doing that, Cheryl, um, asking, can I record? Um, because for one thing, if my husband's not there and he asked me, what did they say? I don't remember. And then yeah. my friend who's in the medical field will ask me, what did the doctor say? And I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> or I don't understand. So yes. I've gotten to where I record and I ask them, can I record? I'm not going to show your face. I'm just going to record the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'll have it. But anyway, yeah. yeah so. And you are my 99 year old mother keeps a notebook. Wow. wow. So, <laughs> you know, when you get that age, a lot of things start happening. So she'll write down. Because they'll say, well, when did this start? And so now she looks in the notebook. Oh, that was two weeks ago. Because, you know, you don't really think about time. And so she's been very good about keeping her notebook on the different things that occur and how she feels. And so it's been great just to see her manage her own health. The last thing I'm going to say is that um, I, you know how that you go and they want to know what medications you're on and the dosage and all that. So I have a whole document in my pages that mm-hmm. when they ask about that, I just pull it up and I'm like, here are all my medications, the dosages, how often I take it. Because sometimes they'll say, bring your medications. I don't want to bring. I take a I picture of mine. I take a I picture list, of the, the bottle. I list them yeah. and keep them on a spreadsheet. That's and a I good one. Give them the sheet yeah. When yeah. I go. Yeah. But yeah. So 
those are just tips, ladies and gentlemen out there. But, you know, mm -hmm. it's also Mental Health Month. And Cheryl, you wanted to say a couple of things about that? Yes, we want to break the stigma. So we want to make sure that people understand that it's okay not to be okay mentally. Just like when you go to the doctor because you have thyroid issue or high blood pressure mm -hmm. uh, because your physical body is needing assistance. The same thing with your mental health can happen. Mm -hmm. So we have a um, hashtag called hashtag break the stigma. Uh, go out there and take a look. But another thing that I want to share with the people is that many times when you're going through, whether you're feeling uh, depressed or you're feeling anxiety, you don't know who to call, how to call. And usually a lot of these things come up in the middle of the night when it's hard to even find somebody to call. You want to call your friends They're in a different time zone. They probably won't understand why you're crying in the middle of the night. Ain't nothing major going on in your world, but you know there's something not right. There is one number that you can call and that is 988. 988 is the suicide hotline. You don't necessarily have to be a suicidal ideation person. You can just be simply going through something and they have somebody on the other line to speak with you from a mental health perspective. And I would definitely make sure your teenagers have it in their phone on speed dial uh, because usually these things crop up in their mind and in their guts and in their spirits around two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning when nobody's available. So if they hit that button, they can go straight to 988. And the other one I want to leave you all with is betterhelp.com. If you go to betterhelp.com, they actually have counselors that you can uh, work with virtually and they will align the appropriate counselor with you. And that's a lot of times people don't have, you know, the right counselor. They don't know who to go to when it's time to find a therapist mm -hmm. and they're they don't even know him within their city they don't even know remotely betterhelp.com they will find the right person that will match up with you and then once you have a couple of uh, sessions with them and build report that's not the right person move to the next one but they will give you the fees and the cost and everything right there online and you'll get your own personal therapist virtual virtually. So that's one that I always recommend to people because it's so difficult to find therapy uh, help uh, within your region, wherever you are. So betterhelp.com, especially for those young people that are in college. That's very helpful. Yeah. Um, that was very not around. Positive. That was not around when I was, you know, in school or in college, actually. And if it was, I didn't know it. Um, I probably could have used some help back then. <laughs> Seriously. I think yeah, we have. Yeah, they have recently come up. They're one of the top um, virtual counselors, online counseling uh, organizations uh -huh. in the country. So I recommend them all the time because it's so hard because I deal with people all around the country. And it's difficult for me to find a therapist that I have to vet and make sure I'm, I'm referring them to the appropriate persons. Right. Um, so BetterHelp has been really good. I've had family members to use them. So they're really good. I like what you started out saying, which is we have to stop the stigma because that, yes. that is the first step to yes. help is admitting you need help and seeking help. Um, so many times, especially in the in the African American community, we, you know, we've said this before in the podcast. What happens in this house stays in this house. What's going on? We don't share, we're not talking about it, suck it up and keep moving. But you are so right. 
um, we have got to stop the stigma. And so they do have a book that we use as therapists and it's called the DSM-5 or DSM-V. Uh, you can go online, you can order it or via um, Amazon. It's, it's a huge book, but they have a smaller version of it, like a really small handheld version, or you can download it on your 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 um your iPad, where it just talks about every different kind of diagnosis for mental health. And I'm telling you, everything is in there. Most people don't walk, don't realize they're walking around with some type of mental health issue. And you also have different ways to help resolve those issues. So the DSM-5 book is what the therapists use and the psychiatrists use. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl, for that information and those tidbits. That's hopefully going to help someone out there, you know, as far as our listening and viewership. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. And you know what, y'all? For some reason, somebody then popped up on the island. Woo-woo! We got another yes. one. Oh, I got a guest. This <laughs> my Ashley, you all. We got uh, another Ashley. Ashley. We got two Ashleys. Yeah. Two Ashleys at the island. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm good day. Today's a good day. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm well. How are you? We're good. good. We're good. You got to come a little closer so we can hear you. So you can be heard. So Ashley, he's at the island. You all. For you, we have some What's questions that? for you, Ashley. Well, I heard that you went vegan. I can see you looking mighty nice. I can yes. tell your skin, everything is glowing. For those who will finally see this on YouTube, Ashley's looking the bomb. So you, can you, you tell you. us and reflect on how you got into uh, that different type of dietary program? Because we talk about women's health and how has it benefited you? Um, so I just started slowly. Um, well, growing up, my father never ate pork. So pork was, that was not a thing. So I didn't have any problems there. Um, but beef, uh, I did a, I was actually in college and I did a paper on how long it takes beef to digest. And ever since then, I was like, okay, and how they treat the animals and everything that goes into the whole process. I, you know, I'm a chef, so I did the whole research from the farm to table. Um, so I know the whole process. Um, and it's pretty gut-wrenching. Um, literally. So I started there, cut out beef, and then I, I, I chicken wings, that was my weakness, right? I couldn't get away from the chicken. Um, so it took a long, long time. Um, but then, you know, you start getting these humongous pieces of chicken, you know, you like just stuff is not natural. So uh, I just started there, just cut out the chicken, replace all, all of my meat with mushrooms. You still get mm. that meat texture um, and you still get the flavor. Um, and from there, uh, my body just started craving different, you know, more healthy things. So I went, you know, I'm basically juice and fruit now. Um, sometimes I'll venture out when I'm on vacation. I'll go, you know, maybe have a lobster tail or some kind of seafood. But I'm basically fruits and juice. Pretty much that's it. Um, after a while, you just start getting rid of stuff and you start getting rid of stuff and your body just adjusts and it doesn't want it. So and then it's on your mind, too, as well, you know. I know. And when you start mind. eating bad again, I bet your body feels yucky. Exactly. Exactly. Lethargic, slow. Mm -hmm. um, not good. So that's how I did it. Okay. Thank well, you. Well, thank you for that, that Ashley. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue a change just listening to you. I'm going to pursue a change. <laughs> it, that's it, that's it, the first step. It's it hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Amen. Because <laughs> I still crave like not often. I'm not a beef or a pork person, yeah, but no, no. every now and then I need a steak. 
Oh, I love me some steak. Ooh, and Lord, I do Jesus. like veal chops, even though I know the little baby cows, calves are kept in a little cage and they don't get to run around and play. Oh, okay. Let's stop this and get on something <laughs> good. <laughs> you are, Beverly, you went off the deep end right there. Yes, you did. I had to think about it. <laughs> but thank you, Ashley, for sharing that. That's one thing that, you know, I'm not a big pork person. I don't have to have pork. That's okay for me. I don't have to do that. But my chicken wings, girlfriend, woo! She'll go a mile for a chicken wing. Like mushrooms, right? it'll, it'll change your life. Mushrooms, you can make a steak out of a mushroom. You can still have the same flavor. You still get the same texture. I mean, How do you do that? Right? I'm going to have to get, you know what? You she owes us. Some... She owes us a, a mushroom steak. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm here for it. I'm, yes. I'm here. I'm in the steaks. Let's do it. I'm okay. serious. Okay. We All right. right. That, Listeners, you heard it straight from Ashley's mouth. Mushroom yes. steak <laughs> on the way. Yes. <laughs> mushroom steak on the way. Chef Ashley's promised it. <laughs> so since we're talking about, you know, women's health and, and being healthy and stuff, what do y'all think about this latest news about this 81-year-old woman gracing the Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover? None other than Miss Martha Stewart. What y'all think? Please tell me. I You're say, up. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was like, okay, we're not going to have on the cover AARP, but Sports Illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, baby, we have come a long way. I have yeah. waited to see that. Um, and, mm -hmm. and for her to be able to do it, she she must look fantastic. And that is great for her. I just want to know her secrets. <laughs> I, I saw some previews and some interviews last night, and she does look awesome. The pictures yes, she do does. look great. Mm -hmm. And since we were talking about women's health, obviously she's doing something right. Um, yes. Her skin looks beautiful. Um, she looks and appears to be in shape. I just want to grow up and be like Martha Stewart. I never thought All I'd right. that. <laughs> yeah, for the jail Wow, she looks good and she's breaking barriers, you know. Yes. Like yeah. From with Sports Illustrated specifically, it used to be skinny 21-year-old white women. Mm -hmm. You know, now we have someone who is older, someone we have like plus size women that have been on Sports Illustrated, people of color, like. This is how it should be. Yes. The world is not made up of 21-year-old skinny white girls. Bar exactly. Barbie dolls. Barbie dolls. It should be every every kind of beauty. Yes. yes. The cover should look like the world, which is yes. a of different people, different shades, sizes, from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, you know, put a poor chick on there next time. <laughs> and Me. then when you take care of yourself, you get comfortable with you. And so if you're comfortable with you, you can be 81 and on Sports Illustrated. There you I go. I'm the poor chick. <laughs> <laughs> they sure we're going to have to do a lot of airbrushing, though. <laughs> she said it was very little airbrushing on her photo, and she was very happy about that. Okay. Baby, they're going to have to use some artists from Disney to help out. <laughs> it's all of this. Okay. Funny. It's funny you should say that, Cheryl. Speaking of Disney, y'all, guess what's coming out? What? Little Mermaid. Yay! So why is that so important? Why is that so important, Miss Ashley? Ariel's black. <laughs> <laughs> He's blackity black, black, black. 
So, y'all, I was watching TV with my husband. We were somewhere because we were traveling. And I was like, oh, my goodness, Ariel is black. They were showing the commercial. He said, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, you know. I didn't it, know. It, you didn't know? Well, it's been, oh, yeah. it's been news for a while. And Ashley maybe can speak on this. But it's been uh, a lot of people are pushing back and don't mm -hmm. want it to happen. Yeah. It's happening, but go ahead. It's happening. No, I mean, when it was first announced that that um, Holly would be playing Ariel, people were upset just simply because she's Black. They're like, Ariel's white. I'm like, Ariel's a mermaid, which doesn't yeah. even... Oh, fictional <laughs> character. Exactly. She can be whatever she wants to be. Like, exactly. it doesn't matter. And, you know, little Black girls need that representation. You know, I didn't get it when I was a child. Well, kind of. Brandy was Cinderella in the Whitney Houston version of Rodgers and Hammerstein. Mm -hmm. And that meant a lot because you didn't see people that looked like me being a princess. You know, we were always the help, <laughs> if any. The princess and the frog. Yeah, princess and the frog. That came out when I was in college. And, mm -hmm. and that still meant a lot to me as well. Um, you know, and, and Disney is getting better and the representation mm -hmm. is getting better. And like, this is a huge step. And um, there's like this TikTok like compilation of like all these little kids watching the trailer for the first time, not knowing that Ariel is black. And when, when they see her, they're like so surprised and some are crying and I cried. <laughs> and like, it means a lot to people. So I'm so glad yeah. that they went ahead with it. And like all the haters, like, Sorry, you can just shut up and watch it. Yeah, they have Mulan, so yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's awesome, and she's she's great in it. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. voice. And well, we're excited. We're awesome. excited about it. Mm -hmm. And um, speaking of pretty, pretty women, pretty girls, um, what do y'all think? Have has has anybody seen Queen Charlotte? Yes. Yes. Multiple times. <laughs> I binge watched it. And it's it's good. I think it's awesome. For those of you who have not seen it, we're not going to do spoiler alert or anything oh, no. like that. But it's a it's it's part of the Bridgerton series, mm -hmm. basically. And if you've seen Bridgerton, um, you're probably um, curious to see the next stage or the next person that they're going to highlight. And th that is Queen Charlotte. I absolutely loved it. I plan on watching it again. It's enlightening and um, mm -hmm. stuff I never knew, never thought about. But yeah, yeah it's about ahead. six episodes, and it's supposedly that the queen um, that married King George the Third, she was of, of of different color. She was mulatto. She was from Germany, but from a small providence in Germany, mm -hmm. uh, and she was. Dark, darker skin than your normal yes. people in London. Um, so it's it's very interesting the twist that Shonda Ryan put on it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it was very good because it made people go back and look at history. It made me go on the internet and start looking at the history mm -hmm. of uh, Queen Charlotte and the children that she had with Edward and then Victoria. Edward and Victoria wind up having Queen Victoria. Mm -hmm. So she's like the grandmother of Queen Victoria. So it was really nice to to see the lineage that you know goes down all the way through to Queen Elizabeth and now to King um, Charles. And I will say this about it, and not spoil it, but it also addresses a lot of the issues that we continue to address today, even to Meghan Mark. What's her name? Meghan Markle, Markle. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Prince Harry. 
mm-hmm. uh, just some of the things that they face, you see it and you see the approach that aristocracy or those in charge or those in leadership mm-hmm. take. And so it just gives you different takes on how you address uh, color, race, mm-hmm. status, position. Status. So status. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So if it's you have a beautiful love story. Yes. Yeah, the romance is. is real good. Yeah. Listen to you, Beverly. You're a mess. You're a hot mess. And on that note, we're going to take a break, but we want y'all to go check out Queen Charlotte because it's worth the watch. Yes, it's on it Netflix. Is. Netflix. back at the island and oh my goodness it's a party it's a party it's It's a party party. it's a party we got two guests two ashley's in the house all right all right have a trouble (laughs) yeah we don't tap into the you know this podcast wouldn't be anything if we didn't talk about a little bit of sports right right now come on now so you know what y'all hot and heavy all over espn cnn you name it john morant i i I don't, I don't know where to go, what to say, or how to address this. I just know that Beverly would like to be his mama for a week. Just one week. Mama <laughs> and agent, all in one. One week. One week. <laughs> You'll straighten him out. <laughs> well, we'll be recovering, and we'll be getting our mind and body right. Yes. Okay. Yes. For those of you who Where's the application? Know, go ahead, Beverly. I just said, where's the application? I need to do this for him and for myself. (laughs) You know, it's something called self-sabotage. And I think it's something else going on with that young man internally. Where there's some insecurities or something is going on. Because when you wield a gun or show a gun or, you know, have a gun in your possession, and that's part of your contract not to do, and you do it and you get caught, then you get suspended for several games. I think five or six eight, games you got eight. suspended. It was eight. Eight games. And, you know, and of course, damn it, help, you know, didn't help his team as they're going into the playoffs. And you said you got some mental health help. And then you come back not even a month or two later and do the same thing with your friend live streaming it. There is something there that's causing you to self-sabotage because you are now leaving, not only leaving money on the table, because now you cannot get a guaranteed, what do you call those max deals? Mm -hmm. Because of that, he can no longer have a max deal. And forget endorsements. Uh, Right, endorsements. You lose so much that you work so hard to get. And usually when people get to that level and they do something that causes them to fall down and they do it really on purpose seems like it's mm-hmm. called self-sabotage and it's some mm-hmm. reason why that he's self-sabotaging and is i'm not sure why but it's something internal that's going on with the young man that he needs more profound help not just i went to a, a saw a therapist for two weeks it's a little bit deeper than that because you just scratched the surface 
when you start just meeting with somebody for a few weeks. That's what I was going to say, Cheryl. You can't just fix something that evidently has been there for a while and you think that a few weeks with the therapist is going to fix it. That's a continuous thing. And depending upon the magnitude of the whole problem, it could take you a year. It might just take you six weeks or six months, but most of the time it's much more than that. And you got to de- you got to do the work. Yes. And so you got to do your part and then you have to accept where you are and who you are, what's hap- what you're self-sabotaging, why you're doing why? this. Why? Yes. yes. Why? why are you doing this to yourself? And then look at all the people that you affect because you made a bad choice. Yeah. Okay. You affect your family, the teammates that you have, they were depending on you to help them do this. Now you might be suspended for the NBA might suspend him for a year. Yes. I know. But he needs the time to get his head right. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times when people do that, and and I hate to say about our, our other young friend that was on the Spurs, uh, Primo. Oh yes. It's yeah, and and he was a young kid, and I know he did something that was very bad. But you got to wonder why he did what he did, mm-hmm. especially when he was about to, you know, become an NBA star. Um, and when as a therapist, you have to go in and peel back the onion. You got to go through layers before you hit that thing that thing that's causing that. And sometimes the client is not really ready to work to get there. So you have to like press on the gas and then you can see whether they're going to, you know, take to it. And then if they don't take to it, I put on the brakes and I'm like, okay, they're not ready to go to that next layer. They Mm -hmm. let me take the top layer off. They're not ready to go to the next layer. And you have to get to the real root of what's causing that person. And it might be something that's been buried down there for years you know like when they was a child i deal with people that i go all the way back to when they were a child to get to the root and once we get to the root then we start processing through the adulthood and and how it affected them but two weeks or three weeks at a counseling session is not going to get it if it's something that's deep rooted that he has not processed and maybe he ain't told nobody else but he ain't processed it yet right so we (laughs) gotta keep him in prayer we need prayer for him Yes. yes. And, and I hear what you're saying, Cheryl. You're so right. Of course, you're the professional. I yeah. think what bothers me the most is the the way this country is right now when it comes to guns and mass shootings and children and Black men dying unnecessarily. And for you to just be playing with this gun and, you know, jamming to rap music and doing it live, it, it just bothered me so much because... Every other day on the news, children are dying for no reason because of guns. And Do you think we've gotten desensitized to it? Uh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. we are because, you know, when I hear, I'll be honest with you, when I hear there's been a mass shooting, I almost shuck it off, if that's such a word. It's almost mm-hmm. like, okay, that's kind of normal that people are just yeah. shooting up places for whatever reason. They don't have to know the people. So mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I am desensitized from all of that because it's so often, it's all the time. It's almost yeah. a way of life in the United States and it it's is. sickening and it's sad. And I'm one of those, and you guys know this, I, the worst thing that you can do and get me riled up is to hurt a child. 
Yeah. Child, an innocent child. And so when he's doing this stuff and, you know, Cheryl, you're, I, I know you're right. There's something deeply rooted and it's got to get taken care of because he can't keep doing that. He can't keep doing that. Kids are watching him, whether he wants to be a role model or not. Kids miss school, save their money to buy his jersey, to go see his games. And they are watching and they've seen. Yeah. And some have been looking up to him yeah. because yeah. they see the talent. But it's a lot that goes along with the talent that you have. And whether you want to or not, you, you kind of owe it to your family, to yourself, to respect yourself enough and respect others enough not to do those kinds of things. But it's choices. And like Cheryl said, it's something deep-seated. So yeah. we the don't know what I, all causes it. The one thing I always say is that a lot of times when people come into fame and fortune, Whatever is going on inside of you does not leave you. It just gets exasperated with the money and the fortune. Yeah. And the fame. It just makes it grows bigger. And that's the thing a lot of people don't think about when the, a lot of these young people are coming into so much money so quickly. And they and don't I mean, know what all to do and how to handle it. Yes. And yeah. it's very difficult. But whatever is on the inside of them, money just exasperates what's already inside of you. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> you know, it's just going to make you do whatever Eventually. you're doing. It's mm -hmm. going to make you do more of it. And it makes you think, like you said, that you can do it because I, I got this money and I'm this and I'm at this elevation or I have this status now. But you got to have something inside that tells you, no, you, you got to back up. And I'm going to say what Cheryl said on our last podcast. John Morant needs Jesus. That's what I said. We all need Jesus. Yeah, he does. We got to pray for him. And he's got to do a turnaround or otherwise his career is definitely going to be over. Quicker and I always tell people that everybody has a backstory. You know right. how when you watch a show and they say, mm -hmm. okay, let's wind it back. Just like we did with Queen Charlotte. They did the backstory of Queen mm -hmm. Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a backstory because everybody has something that has groomed them to be who they are today. And so I just empathize with him because he has a backstory. We just don't know what it is. Exactly. And that's something that he hasn't processed yet. And hence it's coming out in this form. Exactly. Exactly. Y'all, let's switch it to some good news, please. What's up? What's the good news? Y'all, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite tennis player in the whole wide world <laughs> is having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Serena Williams is having a baby. This number is number two. two. I know, I'm right? I'm surprised she's having another baby. Really? Because of all the complications that she had. Oh, yeah. I mean, she almost died. That is true. Uh -huh. Very true. I'm pretty sure she probably did all the, the checking and the doctors were saying, okay, let's, you know, it's okay to try this again. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, you're, you are correct. She did mm -hmm. almost die. How but she'll probably be even more attentive, especially her doctors, too, to make sure she gets the proper rest. She might be on bed rest for months. That's true. Probably. Mm -hmm. I think her daughter is five, five or six. Oh, okay. Okay. I think it's five. It's due. And she's five. Uh, producer, could you look that up for us? Our producer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think she's 40 or 41. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. She's definitely being monitored really closely at this mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. She had posted on her social last night. 
or the night before, I guess she's having really bad back problems. Yeah. And she's her, 41. She's 41. Her husband had mm-hmm. to go out and get a heating pad. I'm not sure why Serena, because she never needed a heating pad before now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but he had to go out and get a heating pad at 2 a.m. Yikes. I know. Yeah, it could have been. They could have been somewhere in a vacation home or something like that. They might not necessarily be at their house. House, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You're yeah. right, Cheryl. You're right. I forgot mm-hmm. she got it like that. Yes, <laughs> yes, she does. They just left it at the other house. Cause, cause so that, that's an athlete. I, I, I know that athlete has needed some heat and some ice yes. over the past thirty <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. It is going into the spring and summer, so they could have been at a vacation home. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, what do y'all think? NBA. Oh, I have some highs and lows with the NBA. And we can go ahead and talk about the lows. I hate that Monty got fired from the Phoenix Suns. I believe he's an excellent coach and they could have kept him on until, because, you know, what's his name? KD just got there, you know. Uh, I just think they should have kept him on because he was coach of the year. And that was one thing Doc Rivers said. Mm -hmm. Don't get coach of the year because once you get coach of the year, you get fired. And that happens like a curse. It's yes. like a curse. And so yep. Doc got fired also. Yes. Yeah. Boone Holzer. Boone Holzer from the um the Bucks, Bucks. got fired also. There's I was a- expecting him, Boone Holzer. I was expecting him to get fired. He didn't coach very well this this last um this season, this session of uh, the, the playoffs. Yeah, the series. So I agree with you. Well. I mm-hmm. agree with you. He he made a couple of mistakes, and even I was watching the game and I'm like, wait a minute. Shouldn't you be telling them to do this? Mm-hmm. Yes. That? Um, and he admitted it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So did the, the coach from the Celtics who made some errors in the last series. Well, he disappointed me too. Yeah. So, um, coach. And Doc Rivers, to be honest with you, you know, you got the, the MVP on the team. And you're not running plays through him. That's Joel and B. I'm like, why is he on the three-point line? He freaking seven-something feet tall. He need to be in the paint, at the elbow, at the basket, blocking shots, ready to get the ball and put it in the layup, getting fouled. But he was not getting the ball. I think it was probably the sixth or fifth game that they lost that game. And it was like, why is Joel and B, your MVP of the league, not getting the ball? Well, that's uh, because his sidekick – James Harden, please don't yes, talk about talking... James. I don't want to talk about Harden. I don't either. Please. Let's move. Let's move. Wait, on. don't go yet. You know, <laughs> left out a guy. Who? Uh, you know, Toronto got rid of their coach. He was probably the first one that got fired. Nick Nurse, right? He got fired, and so all of these guys. But I just hope they get to move around, and maybe sometimes it's just the makeup of the organization and the team. It's it's not the coach. You know, that's how I feel about Monty. I don't think it was that he didn't coach. I think it was that the team just wasn't the correct fit. And then uh, what's Aiden? Is his name Aiden? Andre Aiden, yes. I think they had some issues. And, you know, he didn't play in one of those games. And I just feel like that kind of upset the apple cart. Well, here, here's the, here's one of the problems, and this is all I'm going to say about that, especially the Phoenix Suns. When you have somebody that's um, team hopping, um, wanting wanting to be the big guy, wanting to be in charge, wanting all the attention on him, and you know who I'm talking about, KD. I, I'm so tired of that. So okay, let me, give- to, no, let me finish, Cheryl Thompson. 
When you start trying to stack your team, that's when the problem happens. That's when the problem happens. He needs to keep his butt still because as soon as he got there, they were like, oh, this is it. They're championship caliber. They're going to do all this. Well, what happens? The same thing happens every year. Chris Paul gets hurt during the playoffs. Every, yes. Every <laughs> year you can bank on it. You can bank on it. And KD is wanting to be there. He and Devin Booker want to both be the man. And then you got. But this- they're working together. They're not fighting each other. They're not fighting each other, but it. Well, this is this is the analogy that I gave my husband and my son this weekend when we were talking about Katie. You know how when you buy a house and you just have barely enough money to get in the house and you house poor. Yeah. So therefore, you don't have you got the television sitting on a TV stand on TV tray in the living room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then they're done that. Beanbag furniture around, but the house (laughs) is the bomb diggity. It's big, right? (laughs) <laughs> that's what happens when you get a star like KD. You literally have to gut your bench, trade them, because you got to get under the deal. salary cap. Then you also give away some of your draft picks in order to mm-hmm. get him. You become house poor because now you have that marquee superstar, but you can't fill out the rest of your roster. So a lot of teams mm-hmm. do that. They gut their teams to get these superstar marquee players in order to take them to the promised land and sometimes that doesn't happen um and so phoenix of course they didn't get to do it this year because you know kd came late in the season i'm pretty sure next year they probably go a little further into the playoffs they should have kept monty that's my personal yes they should have that was my personal favorite yeah so they it's just like you just get house poor when you get one of these uh marquee players yeah i i just still think that Katie doesn't, he wants to be the man, the big man on campus, and everything needs to go through him. I, I, just, I don't see that. I don't see him like that. I don't I mean, see, I see that at all. That he plays his play heart basketball. out. Do you see that, Ashley? He's old. Oh, she just said he's old. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> You're I old agree. in your 30s, you all, in the he's NBA. Old. You're he's old in your 30s. He's washed up. He's old. <laughs> 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 well, Ashley, who's one of your favorite players in the NBA? That's not. Bro, I don't even watch the NBA anymore because it's not even basketball anymore. It's it's pure entertainment, if you ask me. Um, okay. So that's just my take on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. College. What's that? I so say you prefer watching college. Yes, it's exciting. Yes. Yeah. That's now that's and even that's teetering, right? But that's that's basketball right there. Yeah. It is. It's it's more pure. It's more right. fundamental is what I hear. You're playing time. defense out loud. Yes. Yeah. I ain't trying to jump on somebody else's chain and get traded and make this much money and be the big right. dog. No, we just we trying we gotta study in between the games. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I can't yeah. throw no hateration to these guys. They're trying to make their money. I'm not mad at them at all. I'm not either. Somebody gonna give me a better job offer and get pay me more money. I'll be like Chuck the Deuce to my company. I'm on my way out. You hear what exactly. I'm saying? So they're doing it. the same thing. So get to the real good news. Okay. The Spurs. Uh, Ashley, give us the uh, horn. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> go Spurs, go. What's his Woo! name, Ashley? Victor Wimbanyama. Yes. Parlez-vous Francais. He's from France, y'all. Yes. <laughs> Seven feet, four inches, 19 years old, and the Spurs have a chance to snatch him up. 
Yes. yes they're going to get him. They're going to get him the first round. And Tony Parker in France, so he's got a connection to us already. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's yes. like a picture of him in Tony Parker's jersey when he was like a kid. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Tony Parker was like, oh, I love this. He's already a Spurs. Number yeah. one draft pick mean that, hate to say it, that we're also going to get a new coach? Well, I can't believe you went there. I can't believe you. You know went. how I you love better the not coach. go there on pop. I love me some pop. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> me too, but I'm just thinking: Would he go in the the <laughs> office, the upstairs office, and bring in one of these these coaches that just got dismissed? Can can I? Speak no, pop first? is never going to get I dismissed by the Spurs. Let's just go ahead and stop that right now. Let me. Let I me. Didn't say he would. Let me. Let me let you me. see him in the big boots. No, I, I hate right. to use the word adorable, but oh, that is adorable. <laughs> there we go. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that is so daggum cool. Okay, so let me just say my little piece, and then I'll be done. Everybody already knows how I feel about Greg Popovich. <sighs> Get over it. The, <laughs> interrupt me again, and I'm going to pause you out. <laughs> You're going to mute her? <laughs> I'm going to mute her. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Before we got this draft pick, and I almost still feel the same, I think he's washed up. I think he should give it to someone else younger. I really feel like his ways are the old ways as far as running a team. I, I think you got a bunch of teenagers. We have like the youngest team in the league, and you mm -hmm. got a 75-year-old man. Hey, don't, don't talk about 75. You oh, got to okay. have an 81-year-old woman on Sports Illustrated. You trying to tell me Pop I'm not. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> it's the old ways. He's he thinks he thinks old. And I and I'm 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 not trying to say Oh that. my God, that's Let sacrilege. Can I finish, Cheryl? <laughs> no. You're talking about age. I, I relate to that 75. No, you can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking young, I thought. I think young. Get out of here. But he knows how to pivot and she's not talking about you. Change <laughs> I take it personally when she talked about pop. <laughs> I was like, you're not the NBA. Trust <laughs> me, pop is the one driving the this plan right now with Victor and who the players to put around him. Trust me. Okay, let me ask you. He's the gonna teach him the fundamentals of any teaching and strategy. And let somebody else coach. Okay, I got one question for y'all, and then I'm done. I'm not going to say anything else. Do you think he's going to go with who he already has to be around this guy, or is he going to try to get someone else to also come? He's going to get someone else also to come. He knows, just like he did with Tim Duncan and with David Robinson, he knows how to put the right people around this mm. young man in order for him to thrive and the organization to thrive. And he's because not he's just going to pick them about their skills. He's going to pick them based on if they can actually gel and work together. Exactly. He seems He's to have very that knack. Keen on that. To, because you can have great players with lots of talent, but if they don't mesh or gel, and this is a coach sitting AKA right AKA LeBron, keep going. Uh, then you can see that sometimes it won't work and you can have all the talent in the world. Am I right? So you got to respect Pop. You have to hand down. You have Thank to respect you, Ashley. This, this is why. He's probably already, there's a, probably already a pan in place. He's probably going to pull a couple players from his team in the D-League that he's been cultivating and bring them around. He's not going to bring any big names. He's going to bring some mediocre players that can work within this system. They have Spurs have this system. 
Okay. And for years, they've been bringing one big name and putting a you know supporting cast around that player okay. and working everything through that big name until that big name no longer works. Then they bring in another big name. So they're gonna. There's probably already a plan. D League, keep watching. They've got some. Some they're pulling somebody from overseas. You know, they've got. He's got a plan already, and that's why he's still in position. That's why he's popped. Exactly. As long as he's got a plan, I'm okay with that. But if we come with this same crap we've had in the last three years, I'm done. You won't. You won't. won't. It's had to do this in the last three years because all of the stuff they had rebuilding messed up the whole plan. So they had to you know, scrap it and start over again. Mm-hmm. And so, thank goodness we were able to lose as many games as we did so that mm-hmm. we could get the first round draft. You know, <laughs> part of the strategy. And engine just got us started on this trail. Okay. We shall wait and see. Yes. Yeah. But immediately... He's going to make you draft. a believer, Benita. He's going to make you a believer, girl. Please do. But immediately <laughs> when we won, <laughs> we won the lottery... I start getting emails about season tickets and all of this stuff. <laughs> like the hype is, I'm happy for the city. I'm happy yes. for the Spurs. I think this is, you know, we finally are going to have a game on TNT and <laughs> <laughs> local Ken Stat or K Stat. And, you know, we'll be on TNT and people can actually watch and people are going to sell out the games, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. So I, I have hope. I have hope. I just Yay. don't want pop. Doing his old man stuff? Doing his old man stuff. <laughs> he knows how to pivot. He's a very wise man. He can pivot to what's happening in his generation. And matter of fact, he did a pivot when uh, Stephen Curry came into the league and was throwing up them three points. He pivoted and said, okay, we need to start three points and shooting more three-pointers. You got to remember, he knows how to pivot. A he lot of people are basing that their play off of what pop did if you think about all the different coaches that's in the league he a lot of them coached under him just look at the ones that just got dismissed <laughs> i know all the ones right. that just got fired were Bonnie, under him Bonnie, like all of them Budenholzer. wnba wnba who just won becky don't mention becky. becky right now she's in the doghouse yeah let's not talk about De- becky let's move on yeah, let's stay on the good news. Yeah, next next podcast we'll be talking about the WNBA because it starts up. Woo-hoo-hoo. Excited about that. Yes, excited about that. Well, you know what, ladies, let's take a very quick break and we'll come back with a little attitude of gratitude. Okay. All right, all right, all right. We are back at the island and we are winding this down and we're gonna do a little attitude of gratitude and I'm gonna little, little, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> we already know what yours is. <laughs> what you say, Beverly? We know what your attitude of gratitude is. My attitude of gratitude is my daughter is visiting me from New York City. Hey! <laughs> do we look like twins? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've had fun so far. We've been doing our little usual at nine o'clock at night and we watch TV and yeah, it's none of yo, none yo. Don't even. Oh, I'm coming over. Uh Uh-oh. Anyway, that's my attitude of gratitude that my daughter is visiting me. Um, She came in before Mother's Day and we've had a great time so far and I look forward to a couple more weeks of 
fun in the sun. Go ahead. Who's next? If there is well, I'll be next. This was a good, uh, well, we kind of had planned our evening together, but this is a surprise. I got my Ashley with me. So this is a blessing to have some time in the evening because she's busy and traveling and being a chef and everything, but I'm glad she's here with me today. And of course, I'm always having gratitude for my mom and her 99 years pressing 100 and God is just blessing us. And then I just have to thank you all for you divas on this podcast. You all are just the best friends that anybody could have, best sisters anyone could have. And you all are fantastic moms. So I salute both of you. And I'm just glad to be a part of Kitchen Island Tea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. <Lisa. laughs> yes. Oh, well, my attitude of gratitude, of course, is my two wonderful children. They did some wonderful things for me for Mother's Day. My daughter, she wasn't able to come in town because she was just here previously, but she left me my gift and my card. And then my son, uh, he was in town for Mother's Day. And so he and my husband took me out for Mother's Day. And he did the most wonderful thing. He put together picture collages of my grandchildren. So I have picture frames and he did like four or five different picture frames. And I was just shocked that he would take the time to do it. Got them printed out, got the frames, put them in the frames. And that was my gift. And I was grateful that he thought of that to do that for me. And then I also was grateful that I got to see my granddaughter on her birthday. We went to her birthday party. So in California, so I got to see her and my grandson. So to London and Zane, Gigi, love you. All That's right. my attitude of gratitude. Awesome. Ashley or Ashley? I was like, it's Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go. I am grateful and thankful, obviously, to be home and spend time with my parents and see my brothers and a couple friends that I do have here. And, you know, I'm in town to also to throw this bridal shower for my good friend Christy. So I'm grateful for her love and journey. And I'm also grateful for my health. Yeah. Love it. You know, it's fractured. I'm working on it. And I'm grateful <laughs> for the health that I do have. It's manageable. Yeah. You know, you're, right. you're here. Simple things, right? I'm grateful for the sun, you know, the birds, every God's creation. Um, I'm able to, I'm, attitude of gratitude for being able to self-reflect and be the best version of myself for the people that I love and that love me as well. Mm-hmm. We love you, Ashley. That was so profound. Nah, that's just where I'm at in life. Um, it's just the little things that, that matter, right? Um, that's it. That's all you have at the end of the day. That's true. So, that is very true. That's what I love it. Love that's it. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank I'm you. What'd you say, Beverly? I just said, I'm taking notes. It's yeah. the little things, it's the simple things. It is. Yes. So I'd like to take this time to thank both Ashleys for coming to the island today. This was a very nice surprise. Yes. You guys are welcome back anytime, <laughs> both of you. And um, anything else? We love Coach Popovich. Ditto, we love Coach Pop. <laughs> Hashtag go Spurs go. Go Spurs go. <laughs> Go Spurs go. I'll go ahead and say it. I'm, I'm <laughs> for him. I want him to do well. So on he that will. note, on that note, I'm gonna say bye. Adios. Ciao, Bella. 
Keep listening. Peace out. Thank you for listening. 